Welcome to Paradigm Lovecast, a portal of thought leaders from around the world supporting and bridging a new paradigm of guidance, support, and practical embodiment tools to bridge the primal, the holy, and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. Hello everyone, Merry Christmas, coming on here today, offering you a little gift for this holy day, this solar Christ return, bringing you forth the gene keys from today, December 25th to December 30th, and I just found it really beautiful the gene key influence that we're under for these next five days as I'm sure many of you are visiting with family and traveling and this time of the year can bring up a lot for many I know it is for me I am in the mountains uh, retreating by myself right now and there's aspects of that that feel really good can be in my own energy I can create music and offer podcasts like this and read and go in really deep within myself and also miss my family not only the ones who are still with me my children but my parents and grandparents who have passed on to the spirit realm and my siblings who I don't have close relationships with and desire that and so I just want to acknowledge that There are so many different um, experiences that each of us are having that can bring up stress or grief or sadness or anger. Um, And I want to just encourage you to really allow this time to offer you introspection into what's most aligned for you moving forward in interacting with these holy days with the holidays that have been pretty hijacked in our culture and um, we have felt pressure to show up in a certain way with our family. So I just want to encourage you to, to deepen into what feels most aligned for you moving forward as we are breaking many karmic looping patterns. And this feels like to me the finale of of these holiday seasons in the old paradigm. And so we get to choose different moving forward as it feels like life is calling us forth into a new expression of our beingness and of our our choices and how we're showing up with ourselves and with the world. So I'm going to go ahead and get into it. The the shadow of the 58th gene key is dissatisfaction the gift is vitality and the city is bliss and so the title of this says from stress to bliss divine dissatisfaction in the original Chinese I Ching, the inspiration for these 64 gene keys, each symbol or hexagram is represented by the combining of eight different types of natural phenomena, 
such as thunder, wind, earth, fire, and so on. The 58th gift is symbolized by a single repeated figure of a lake. A lake is a beautiful and simple symbol on which to meditate because it immediately captures the very essence of calmness. Lakes signify emotional calm as well as mental stillness. Moreover, when you study the 58th Gene Key's programming partner, the 52nd Gene Key, you will discover that its highest and most natural manifestation is stillness. The themes of joy and stillness are therefore intimately and genetically linked. In contrast, the 58th shadow dissatisfaction is very unspecific. It is a lack of fulfillment rooted in the programming partner of the 58th shadow, the 52nd shadow of stress. It doesn't refer directly to a particular emotional state such as sadness, boredom, or frustration, or to a mental state such as anxiety or worry. It simply implies a lack of joy and a deep sense of restlessness or unease. Whenever the 52nd shadow of stress breaks the surface of the still inner lake inside of you, your natural state of being is lost. The question contained within the 58th shadow then is, how does this happen? How and why do human beings so easily lose touch with their natural state? The answer lies in a single concept, the future. As you pursue and contemplate these 64 gene keys, you will see that there are entire gene keys, for the example, the 10th and the 20th, that are dedicated to the experience known as living in the now. This single expression is the core principle of almost all great mystical and spiritual systems and paths. So how on earth do you live in the present moment? One way to bring greater awareness to this conundrum is to understand why, how, and when you leave the present moment in your own life. In this respect, the 58th shadow and its gift can lend you considerable insight. Most people drawn to reading this work will already know that the main culprit within human beings is the mind. If you are at all interested in spirituality or self-improvement, you have probably heard this over and over again. The mind is the problem. Out of this truth, countless systems have been born. Meditation, practices, affirmations, and modalities. All with the single purpose of helping you transcend the mind and find inner fulfillment. Although it is indeed true that the mind is the root of the problem, there is a great danger in directly confronting the mind because it's such a slippery mechanism. The problem with the mind is that it hankers after self-improvement, the very core of the 58th shadow. It wants more than anything to give you the feeling that you can do something to bring about the state of joy. Unfortunately, in this respect, anything you do, any technique, any system, any strategy, can only bring about continued dissatisfaction. The 58th shadow stirs up a great genetic pressure within human beings the pressure to improve something or to be of service in some way. Dissatisfaction is an energy frequency aimed entirely at the future. When not agitated, this gene key manifests its natural state, that of vitality and joy. This is what is so hugely ironic about the 58th shadow. 
It provokes you to seek happiness in the outside world, only to bring you to the conclusion that you cannot produce the state of joy because it already exists inside of you. The 58th shadow creates the illusion of the future. The real joke is that in being driven outwards in our quest for fulfillment, we human beings actually improve the world and help it to gradually become more synthesized. In other words, it is your very dissatisfaction that is one of the greatest service to the whole. When we examine the 52nd shadow of stress in conjunction with the 58th shadow of dissatisfaction, we learn that these two codes program human beings on a transgenetic level. In other words, they reinforce each other through the collective morphogenetic field. The more dissatisfied human beings there are on the planet, the more powerful this shadow frequency becomes. Ironically, this is why the population explosion has led to vast improvements in the quality of our lives. In our modern world today, the search for personal satisfaction and fulfillment has become practically universal. It is extraordinary to consider that our search for fulfillment creates and compounds the very stress it seeks to end. This is precisely how evolution operates. It makes us miserable, and in our quest to end our misery, we unwittingly evolve. For the individual, the 58th shadow does a great service. It stirs up the quiet waters of your inner lake so that you must try to find some kind of peace. Eventually, you realize that the future dream you're trying to capture does not exist in the outer world, and so you are driven back into yourself. It is at this stage that most people begin their spiritual search. It is simply a gear shift from trying to improve the world to trying to improve yourself. Even so, the spiritual quest is yet another fruitless search because it is too based upon the illusion of the future. Nonetheless, the process cannot be sidestepped. Pressure is pressure, and this 58th shadow will not let you rest until you have exhausted your inner search. The pressure keeps pulling on your mind to do something to relieve the pressure. Added to this in your mystical search, you discover the many systems, teachers, and paths that promise an end to the pressure. Inevitably, you will try one or more of these. Many of us never manage to transcend this process and remain addicted to the idea of a perfect and peaceful future for the rest of our lives. The shadow of dissatisfaction is based on the false promise that there is something you can do to bring about happiness. Even doing nothing is a reaction to this knowledge can become a subtle doing on your part. What this shadow therefore does in human beings is make us realize how hopeless our situation really is. Despite the way it sounds, this shadow is not negative in the least. This shadow exhausts you until you finally come to your knees. In this sense, dissatisfaction is truly divine and contains the secret of grace. Once you begin to grasp this truth deep inside your being, the future you've been holding on to slowly crumbles, revealing, for the first time, a marvelous gift welling up inside of you, the gift of vitality. The repressive nature is none. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen that. 
says the 58th shadow is the only aspect of our genetic makeup that cannot be repressed. Wow, okay, that's good to think about. So dissatisfaction actually cannot be repressed in our beings. It says the reason for this is that it signifies vitality, the life force itself, which is outside of our control. If it could be repressed by human beings, we would cause our own deaths and as a species would never be able to evolve. Fortunately, however, life is far stronger than human beings and will not be denied. We are destined to face our dissatisfaction and can only react to it. Okay, so the reactive nature is interfering. Such is the strength of life force that we humans can only react to it, whether consciously or unconsciously. This reaction most often expresses itself through our interfering with the natural flow of nature. Such interference causes us further discomfort and dissatisfaction. The greatest difficulties arise when we occasionally taste the spontaneity of our own inherent joy. Because we've all tasted this experience, we crave it and we constantly try to recreate it. Only when we realize that dissatisfaction is simply a low-frequency manifestation of our life force pressuring us to evolve, does the great miracle happen. We finally stop interfering with life and experience our true joyous nature. Invitation to just take a breath and let this shadow of dissatisfaction, this repressed or reactive nature of interfering settle in the body. tuning into how that landed with you anything that came up and as we begin to integrate this shadow of dissatisfaction we unlock the 58th gift of vitality the joy of service the moment you accept your plight as a human being eternally driven to seek fulfillment in the future, everything in your life changes. This deep understanding sparks the next process when the life force within you shifts gears into a new phase. The process begins in earnest as you grasp the depth of your own dilemma at an intellectual level. The understanding then passes from your intellect to the intuition and finally deep into the very heart of your body, into your DNA. When acceptance reaches down inside you to this degree, it produces what can only be described as an atomic rupturing. The energy that's been seeking an outlet in the world through your dissatisfaction is turned back upon itself, which forces it into the atomic structure of the body The result is a kind of implosion of internal life force which catalyzes extraordinary microprocesses within your physiology. In short, you begin to become yourself once again. At the gift frequency, the same energy that you experienced as dissatisfaction now turns into joy. This joyousness lies within every human being and is nothing short of life expressing itself without resistance. 
at this stage of your individual evolution, something strange is breaking through inside you. The evolutionary urge to become self-aware. Life wants to become aware of itself, freed from boundaries and restraints. Thus, it begins a process of disidentification inside you. As you realize at deeper and deeper levels that the future truly does not exist, you prevent your life force from projecting itself into that future. Your mind becomes quieter, as though more space were opening between your thoughts. Your relationship to the future also changes. You realize that it is not and never has been in your hands, but is maintained by a collective force of which you are only a minute aspect. This deepening realization loosens your concern for what happens to you, even though you, a part of you still remains fascinated. All of these changes in your inner attitude are brought about because of the shift in direction of the atomic vital force that's keeping you alive. Increased vitality means increased freedom. No matter how old or decrepit your body may be, you begin to feel rejuvenated by the joy that begins to well up within you. You find yourself happy for no real reason at all. Such a force needs to find an outlet in the world, and its most natural path is finding a way to be of service to others. However, unlike the 58th shadow, the 58th gift does not try to help others in order to allay its own dissatisfaction and thus interfering with the natural organic processes. On the contrary, the gift of vitality knows empathetically how to work with life processes in a non-interfering manner. Vitality always recognizes vitality and is particularly adept at helping to free blocked vital energy. In fact, the mere presence of such people can catalyze increased energetic flow through a system. These principles can be applied to any field of endeavor from healing the physical body to the structuring of a bridge or even to increasing the profit of a business. The 58th gene key is a part of the genetic family known as the ring of seeking, a complex codon that codes for the amino acid serine. Each of the gene keys within this group creates a different pressure inside you. Together, these six pressures drive you to seek answers that bring an end to the longing inside you. All seeking is therefore partially rooted in dissatisfaction, and all seeking will eventually lead you inwards. It is this turning in that unlocks the huge reservoirs of vitality that are available to you when you relax enough. As you see that all seeking is simply life looking for itself, you begin to stop seeking. As the pressure within you falls away, the vital energy becomes clearer and more radiant within you. Many people who are awakening in this way actually go through some kind of healing crisis as the energy matrix of the subtle bodies comes back online. This can be a time of intense physical transformation. Above all, the 58th gift is an unstoppable force that once set in motion cannot be turned back. Because the 58th shadow is uniquely irrepressible, when the frequency of this gene key hits the gift level, things tend to happen very quickly in your life. Not only does your life take on a new shape, but a far deeper process overtakes you, the process of moving into the heart. 
This is an infectious phase in which you learn to move in deep harmony with your environment. At a collective level, this gift is very powerful as it will one day unite humanity to work towards a higher goal. In some respects, it's already doing this across the globe and the modern trend towards globalization is an example of this. The future of human evolution truly lies in the ideal of service. One day, service will be at the root of all business, economics, and government as humanity realizes that it is really better for all of us. The joyousness we seek as individuals is intimately tied to the joyousness of the collective, which is precisely why the 58th gift is delighted to work so tirelessly in that direction. Another invitation for a breath. Allowing this gift of vitality to settle in the body, this place within of the stopping of seeking and this energy being able to move towards service of others, this pressure, this pressure that gets unlocked and opened. And as we fully integrate the shadow and unlock the gift, we begin to move into the 58th city of bliss. As your identification with the future progressively loosens at the gift level, you are brought more and more deeply into the present moment. Your core dissatisfaction is being transformed into vitality, which is then drawn back into your body. As the frequency of your vitality attains a higher and higher pitch, at a certain point it peaks and catalyzes a spontaneous shift in awareness. As previously described, this vital force burrows so deeply in your being that it triggers a process within your DNA known as enlightenment. It is as though before this event, your awareness sticks to your DNA like a kind of glue, giving you the impression that life is localized only inside you. Then at the tipping point, awareness finally lets go of its attachment to your DNA and you experience a kind of death. The final vestiges of the shadow frequency pursue us even into the gift frequency where they cling to us like lichen to rocks. However, the focused power of the frequency just before enlightenment has the wondrous effect of loosening these final tendrils within you and something let, lets go at the deepest level inside. Suddenly, the life force is no longer focused inside you and you no longer feel a center inside you. Because of this release and focus, everything reverts to its pure and pristine state and your being becomes once again like a pure still lake. These waters will not be stirred up again because they are waters of pure consciousness whose nature is entirely unfocused. When consciousness comes, it comes into you like a flood wiping you clean in less than a microsecond. It is one of the greatest mysteries of existence. Once a being has realized enlightenment through the 58th city, they become entirely unfocused. Their awareness stretches into infinity, their gaze becomes unfixed and dreamy, and their heart is so full that it bursts with love for all of creation. Even though the awareness in such a being has become universally unfocused, 
their body becomes a point of intense focus for the process known as bliss. Bliss occurs as a byproduct within a person in whom these events occur. Physically, the experience of bliss is brought about by a spontaneous release of certain chemicals within the brain, which are now produced continuously due to the activations in your DNA. These activations allow you to witness unbounded the continuously breaking waves of life welling up within you. Experiences of such heightened states are still relatively rare experiences in the world that we know. On average, perhaps one person in every generation across our whole planet has such a transformation. Because the Siddic state is not brought about by any particular practice or activity, but is born of understanding and grace, such experiences often occur to people who have no particular religious or spiritual practice. One enduring example of the spontaneous eruption of the 58th city is the renowned sage Ramana Maharishi, who lived in India in the 20th century. Ramana experienced such a spontaneous death at the age of 16 with no prior understanding of such phenomena. The city of bliss cannot be hidden or contained in any way, but radiates out from the very pores of one's being. One can still capture something of its essence by looking at photographs of Ramana Maharishi's eyes. There are many viewpoints expressed by experts about what enlightenment really is and how it happens. Each Siddic state is essentially the exact same experience in which consciousness expresses itself without resistance through your genetic makeup. There is enormous confusion among seekers and even teachers about the many possible manifestations of enlightenment. The experience of bliss can even occur while still in a shadow state since there are drugs one can take that activate these chemicals for limited periods of time. Heightened spiritual states also often include periods of blissfulness that can last for days or even months. None of these experiences can be compared with an actual enlightened state itself. Some say that enlightenment has nothing whatsoever to do with a blissful experience, and that such states are even traps that prevent the real thing. However, through the 64 cities, one can get an idea of how varied the expression of enlightenment or realization can be. One of the great problems among seekers is identifying with the manifestations of enlightenment and assuming that this is what it means or looks like. The actual manifestations are really inconsequential. That one vehicle is coded to suffer waves of continuous bliss, and another is coded to become a paragon of honor or virtue is not the point. The point is to realize that there is no point. No matter what one thinks, does, or says, the experience of enlightenment cannot be attained through seeking, even though seeking may come before it. The final state is outside of our grasp. Again and again, the seeker must come up with this impasse. You must look into your constant dissatisfaction until you begin to loosen up and find the humor in your situation. In this way, you will finally come to realize that the city is present within the shadow, just as the flower is present at all times within the seed. Hmm... Just taking a deep breath, allowing this city of bliss 
to permeate in the cells of the body. Mm. I really hope that offering this Gene Keys transmission for you today can support you during this next week and really being in introspection of where you are seeking in your life, where you continue to loop into patterns of dissatisfaction through seeking and taking yourself out of the present moment, identifying with certain things. And uh, hoping, hoping for you the best, the best season as we complete this 2021 and we move into 2022, which is the year of the lovers, union, community. And as we finish this year of this essence of the hierophant, this essence of authority and this questioning, authority to really be able to tune into our own inner authority and how we can come into union with ourselves so we can come into union with others and the world around us wishing you all many beautiful holy day blessings may the frequency and the architecture of Christ be with you always and in all ways. Blessings. Thank you deeply to all of our supporters for making this love cast possible during such potent times for humanity.